Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final spooky episode of Entertain This. Entertain This! <laughs> That's right, ladies and gents. We have reached the grand finale, the apex of spooky season. It is the day before Halloween, and this is our Halloween special. And what a special it is today, for several reasons, which I will go over now. Number one... We have, uh, we have an eclectic group of guests here with us today uh, that include both uh, Nick and myself, of course, as well as our, uh, this, this month's guest host, Chloe. Uh, but with us also is uh, Chloe's roommate, Danielle, who has so uh, graciously volunteered to be a part of this experiment that we're going to have tonight. You can go ahead and introduce yourself if you'd like. Hi, I'm Danielle. <laughs> Perfect. Great introduction. And that, that that guttural laugh, that familiar tone, is that could it even be? Is it maybe the grand return of Michael? Matthew. Hi guys. That's yeah. right, ladies and gents, back from his uh trip around the world in yeah. eighty days. His sojourn. His uh draft dodging. Draft yeah. dodging in yeah. uh in Arizona. He is yeah. back. They're no longer looking for him. He's paid his dues, mm-hmm. and he is back on the show. I only lost a few fingers. Only lost okay. a few. Well, those, you know, those, uh, those landmines will get you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially what are you, you touching him you... with your hand for? Because he, well, he's digging <laughs> for gold out in the Arizona desert. Feeling it out? Yeah. yeah, he put his feelers out, but he put them out a little too far. Um, so Michael has returned as well, bringing uh, our second point of why tonight is so special. Uh, but we have a, a great show for you guys tonight. We have guests. We have... Uh, we're going to be playing... A spooky game hosted by none other than Chloe herself. She's prepared it for us so kindly. And then after we play this very spooky role-playing game, for you guys' listening pleasure, we have a brand new script. That's the wild hellhounds. <laughs> we, have, we have a brand new script that we will be performing um, radio drama style, uh, written by none other than... One of the hosts on the show here, Nick, you, you wrote a, a script for us that we're going to be performing. Allegedly. That's been rumored. It's, it has, has been rumored, and that will, uh, we will be premiering that tonight after our role-playing game. It's going to be a little bit of a longer episode for those of you who just like turning us on and going and doing other stuff. Uh, this is going to be the one for you. This one's going to be a, a pretty, pretty good-sized episode. So without further ado, I'm going to pass the speaking stick over to Chloe. This is her show to run. <laughs> I'm just here to experience it. So you, you, you take over. Ladies and gentlemen, the game is called Ten Candles. I will be reading an introduction from the rule book written by Stephen Dewey. So let's get started. This is a game about telling a story. The story that you will tell is not a kind one and far from a happy one. It is the sort of story that has sharp edges, the kind that lingers long after it's gone, nesting in nightmares and drifting on every shadow, the kind that no one wants to tell, but the kind that needs to be told. This is a story about what happens in the dark. This is a story about survivors trying to light up their little corner of the world and do something meaningful within it in the few hours they have left. This is a story about desperation. It is a story about people like you and I fighting back against the darkness, 
only to inevitably and inescapably be consumed by it. Ten Candles is a tragic, horror, time-based, cooperative storytelling game through which you will tell the story of a dark world and those who fall victim to it. Ten Candles is not a game you can win. It's not about whether the characters fall to the darkness or emerge as survivors. There are no survivors. Everyone will die in the final scene without question or quarrel. Instead, it provides the stage upon which you will act out the final hours in the lives of your characters who are destined to die. You will see them pushed to the very brink of terror, madness, and sorrow. It is a game about loss, but it is also a game about hope. Through it all, you must remember this. Though you know your characters will die, you must have hope that they will survive. That hope will live on even in the end. But hope can be lost when those who guard it are pushed to the edge. It is in those moments that the darkness around becomes the darkness within, and that is when they have truly won. So the first step is to light our first three candles. As Chloe's lighting these candles, uh, do we want to go around and just talk about our our feelings about horror and spookiness? Because I know I, th it, I think we've done this before. I know <laughs> at least one of us uh, has 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 a problem with it. <laughs> I don't mess with nothing spooky. But here you are, sitting at the table. <laughs> but here I am, so. Well, Danielle has something to say about that, too. Go ahead. I, I don't like spooky stuff, either. Um, I'm just here for the ride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Chloe told me, she's like, you want to play a game? And I was like, yeah, so. I'm, you gave her the saw treatment? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I briefed her on the way here. Yeah. Let's not be dramatic. While I was already in the car. This is so, I was handcuffed, I was bagged, I, I was gagged, and I, I, got was, here. I was in. I don't know how to get home. She did not show me how to get here. On your first index card, we will be creating your character's first trait. Now a trait is one of two things. You will have one virtue and one vice. These are defining qualities that will affect decision-making and your character's personality. Virtues can be things like brave, strong, you know, things that are positive, things that you can use in a moment of weakness to carry you forward. Vices are things that will trip you up. You're paranoid. You're a coward. So think for a moment about the kind of person that you want to be creating and choose a virtue and choose a vice. At this time, I will be introducing the prompt of the game. It's called a module. It is something that we shape the experience around but you as the players will fill in the cracks of the world. You will make the decisions of all the little details and nuances. The cruise ship has been silent for six days. Silent, save the occasional howl on the wind and screams quickly silenced. The motors went quiet and you have been adrift in the darkness. Backup energy and emergency lights held out for a few days, but now even they have begun to fade. There were rumors of a secondary backup generator below deck, but with no one to activate it, the ship is being overtaken by night. 
Perhaps even more unsettling, however, is the fact that less than an hour ago, the ship's motor started once more. The ship is moving, but under whose control? You have barricaded yourselves in cabins, and now the ship turns off course, sailing to the unknown. If you could get to the backup generator, you may be able to retake the ship, maybe even send out a call for help. That is, if you can move quickly enough before your shadowed cruise arrives at its new destination. So that is our prompt. And now, keeping that in mind and maybe deciding as we do this next step how you have ended up on this cruise ship into the darkness, we will be deciding the concepts of your characters, which includes their name, what they look like, a basic, you know, description that you would give a cop if you were trying to nail somebody down. And you want to define who and what they are, what their job is, if they have any family. And again, you'll want to know how they ended up on this cruise ship. Maybe they're just vacationing. Maybe they work on this cruise ship. Maybe they got dragged aboard without their consent. That is up to you. On your next index card, you will be creating for your character what is called a moment. A moment is something that in a dark moment would give you hope to go on. So you begin the prompt at the top of the card I will find hope, dot, dot, dot. And then you put something like, if I find my sister aboard the cruise ship, if I turn on the backup generator. The next step, light three more candles. So while she's lighting these three candles, Michael, how do you feel about spooky things? Uh... Generally, I don't get like if I get spooked, I laugh. <laughs> so that I'm, should fare well for this. I know I'm gonna kind of roll with it, <laughs> and it's like an involuntary reaction. Nice. Yeah. So if he starts laughing, that means you're doing a good job, Chloe. Okay. Also the same if I start crying. <laughs> if Danny starts crying, bonus points. Oh, that Chloe. was close. Something that happened um, that our podcast listeners would not know is I did a bit of an exhale out of my nose thinking something was funny, and I almost blew out the candles, which in 10 candles means that they are out forever. The next thing that we do is we create our brinks. These are very important. A brink is something that you, as a character, are capable of when you are pushed to the edge. However, before you start writing, a brink is something special. We are going to be creating these for somebody else. Okay, so should, should we, do we know these things about like the other people like that we write for them? It's a good question. So the brink is something that you have seen another person do in a moment of weakness. It is a knowledge that you carry and knowledge is power. And you choose 
whether you share that with the other people in the group. If you think that it would save you from them, then you tell them. If you think that it would endanger all of you for them to know, and you don't want to tell them that, then you don't. That is your choice as a character, whether to share that information. Now we are going to arrange our stacks, now that we have everything that we need to play. So place your brink face down on the bottom so that all you can see is the word brink. And then your next three cards, your virtue, your vice, your moment, you will choose what order you would like to stack these in. Once you choose, you cannot change them. Whatever goes on top is what you will use first. And preferably, only one person has their moment on the top of their stack so that we can disperse the moments that happen evenly. If you run into a conflict and you feel like your virtue would help you get out of it based on a failed role, then you will burn that virtue and work it into solving the conflict. So the reason we have 10 dice on the table is because your characters will inevitably face conflicts. And these conflicts will have uncertain outcomes. When we reach one of these moments, I will ask the active player, who's currently speaking, to roll the dice, and the dice will decide for you whether the moment is successful or unsuccessful. A successful means that any of the dice landed on six. If there is a six in the bunch, you did it. But any of the dice that end on a one become mine until the next scene when we darken a candle. If there are no sixes in the bunch, then you have failed. And a failed conflict means that I will narrate it unless you decide to seize the narration. So if you have failed, there are no sixes, you can choose to darken a candle of your own accord, and then you get to narrate your failed conflict. It doesn't mean that you have successfully done it. It just means that you get to decide what happens to you. The next thing that we will be doing is creating what is called the final recording. So you will step into the other room, you will take my phone, and you will make a voice memo of what your character would say if they had a chance to have some last words. Maybe they call out to their loved ones, maybe they have a last will and testament, maybe they just wanna talk. But whatever your character would say in their final moments is what you will record. Keep them relatively short. The last thing that we need to cover before we start the game is truths. Now, after every scene, every darkening of the candle, we will go around and for every candle, we will tell a truth. A truth is something that you can establish that perhaps will give you something, perhaps will lend you knowledge, help you find something, help you find someone, but it has to be one thing. It can't be a multi-layered truth. So, you know, perhaps a candle darkens 
And the first thing that I will say as the GM is, these things are true. The world is dark. And then we will go around, you will speak a truth, like my character discovers that the Bible in her cabin is hollowed out and inside is something. And then for every candle that is lit, we will go around, tell a truth, tell a truth, tell a truth. And then when the truths are done, you, without me, will all say in unison, and we are alive. We are alive. As a quick reminder, you are on a cruise ship that has gone dark. For six days, you sat in the dark, maybe you stayed in your cabin, maybe you wandered a little, but screams that were cut short or throttled off kept you pretty much where you started. It is unsettling to wander this massive ship in the dark, unless you have something that will help you. So, you decide to make your first moves, the story is yours. What's up? I'm Brett. Uh, nice to meet you all. Um, thanks. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, yeah, it's real good to get to know all you uh, bros and brodettes. So we're all just, you know, I just came on this cruise just looking for a good time. Nice and chill. What an act to follow. Um, <laughs> I am Viola. I, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't really, I'm not good at introducing myself. I just, uh, I came on this cruise, I just got out of a relationship, so I figured I kind of wanted a change. I figured it would be a good thing. I've always wanted to travel, so here I am. Nice. Okay. Hello, my name is William Lasseter. I'm, uh, Traveling, I'm a photographer. I'm retired now. Uh, I'm out here on my wife looking to spend a couple days and have a good pleasure cruise. Super chill, bro. My name is Jordan. Uh, I'm a mechanic. Uh, I'm just here for the ride. I see what you did there. You're a mechanic, here for the ride. No. It's gonna be oh, a long shit. I'm probably walking to the kitchen. Uh, I didn't write this down, but can I have a cell phone? Cool. I, I don't know if you'll have service. It's no, the no, 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 no. I'm just using it as a flashlight. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm just going to use it as a flashlight and uh, just kind of wander around to the kitchen, see if I can, you know, make some grub, maybe grab a six-pack. Being that we're both on the ship alone, I think that I probably found you and am with you at this point. Yeah, probably. Just two bros chilling. Chilling in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm keeping watch because I know the actual danger of what's going down, and I'm watching this uh, this himbo, okay. trying to keep him safe. Okay, we'll circle back. What are you two up to? Um, I am also looking around uh, with the flashlight on my phone. Uh, I've been staying in my room for the past six days just because I didn't really think it'd be worth it, but I've run out of food in my room, and I need to get something, so I'm looking to see if there's any food anywhere. You will notice on your maps. Let's see where exactly it is, so I can point it out to you. Also, point of order, mm-hmm. uh, Brett, myself, I am wearing a speedo and a open Hawaiian shirt. Perfect. Barefoot. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm wearing jeans, my work boots, and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm also wearing a Hawaiian shirt, cargo <laughs> pants, and flip flops. With, sand, with with socks? Oh, with the visor and socks. Cool. I'm just wearing a baseball cap. That's it? That's a, whoa! <laughs> and a crop top and some white oh, okay. sneakers. <laughs> I keep it casual. Yeah. If you will take a look at your maps, on the upper deck level, there is a kitchen and a pantry once you have gone through the dining hall. Found it. Yeah. Is it somewhere here? So you will have gone up the stairs from your cabins and been spat out in the dining hall. You go straight into the kitchen mm-hmm. and or pantry. I would like to do that. Okay. You go to the pantry? Uh, yeah. I know. I'm, well, I mean, I like to cook, but uh, probably doesn't have power right now. So I'm just going to go look for some non-perishable goods. I'm sure. looking for knives used to cook because I feel if there are screams going on, we should probably also be weaponizing. I'm just looking for food. I'm, it's my only concern right now. So you two would find yourselves in the pantry. Mm-hmm. You would find yourself in the kitchen. Where do you find yourself, William? Uh, stumbling down the halls on the lower deck. I'm looking for my wife. Okay. Do you happen to open any doors? Yes. I'm opening. I'm kind of fumbling through. I don't have a, a fancy phone flashlight like some people do. Okay. Well, while you three are rooting around, we'll start with William. William, you open the door to one of the cabins that is not yours, and you come across a scene that shakes you to your core. When you open the door, you see a splatter of blood on the floor, and then nothing incriminating in the room, but there's clearly been a struggle. The sheets are on the ground, the pillow has been torn, and the feathers have flown. It doesn't look like a robbery. It looks like a kidnapping. And by the way that the blood comes out into the hallway, you have to assume that the person in the cabin was dragged away. Oh my, this is... uh, I have to find somebody to help. All of a sudden, before you can turn and leave the cabin, you begin to grow dizzy, and you start seeing spots in your vision. And then, in front of you, is your wife. Oh, hello, love. I finally found you. Where have you been? She doesn't say anything. She's just staring blankly at you. It's me. It's, it's me, William. Remember? Her eyes grow dark. And her mouth opens. And you hear a piercing scream. <laughs> Before your vision clears and you are again standing 
in this disheveled and bloodied cabin. What the fuck? I've got to get out of here. Do you leave the cabin? Um, yeah, let's go to the upper deck. Okay. You go back out into the hallway. Do we hear a scream? No. Okay. No, no. Even if you were there, you don't hear it. William. That's all for now. <laughs> you will walk up to the upper deck, find yourself in the dining hall. You can choose where you go from there. Let's circle back to you three. So you're looking for knives in the kitchen? Okay. I am going to have you roll for that. Okay. So go ahead and take the, the 10 dice. Have the ASMR for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and I roll? Mm-hmm. If I have to get six, that's good. If you get a six at all, you succeed. Is there a difference between getting all sixes and getting one six? If you get all sixes, the game is over. <laughs> Do you live? If you get ten sixes, you like the rescue ship comes. Oh, sick. <laughs> you find God while we're <laughs> I guess the question is the more sixes, the better the results, or no? Correct. Okay. I got a six. I got two sixes. Okay. I got two ones as well, though. Ugh. I will take those. The ones become mm-hmm. hers. Oh no. Oh, you lose them from the pool until the scene is over. So, Jordan, as you are rooting around in the kitchen, you do find what you will suffice to take with you, which is one small, seemingly vegetable peeling kind of knife, but it is sharp and it is serrated. You tuck that away. And one larger, maybe a bread slicing knife, longer, not serrated, and you tuck that away as well. So you now have those in your inventory. Feel free to add them in case you forget. You two are in the pantry? Yes. Okay. You're just looking for rations? Yeah. Yeah, looking to see if they have any, any like fruit roll-ups. Sure. Or gushers. Okay. Viola, you approach... Uh, a closed cabinet and you hear a scratching behind the door and you think man it would be so weird if there were mice on this cruise ship but you decide that you want to take a look anyway so you crack open the door and you don't see anything that's not good do you still take <laughs> Do you still take some rations? Not from that <laughs> cabinet. Sure. But every other places that weren't making noises yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I will say that you both gather a couple days worth of food. Cool. Hell yeah. Jordan, once you find the knives, where do you go next? Uh to join my himbo. In the pantry? Yep. And okay. give I want to give him the uh non serrated long knife. William, you found yourself upstairs in the dining hall. Do you do anything? Uh, can I look across the dining hall into the pantry, or is that on a different floor? It's on the same floor. Okay. You look across the dining hall, and you see the tables laid out for a dinner service that never happened. 
and you see a light on in the pantry, so you know that there are there's someone or something in there. And if you turn around and look behind you, you see a vast openness and then the two double doors into the grand ballroom. Where would you like to go next? I'm going to check out the pantry and see if they can help me. Okay. You also walk into the pantry, and you all are together for the very first time. I got a goddamn knife out. I'm like, don't get closer. I, I, I just, I just, I just need help. I, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, hey, I, chill, look, bro. I, I, Who the hell are you? I'm, I'm William, William Nassau. Tell me three facts about you right now. Jesus, George. I was, listen, I was just downstairs. I was looking for my wife. I found my wife. She was not my wife, and I'm here. Three facts about you. Go. I'm just gonna I'm go. I'm just and put a retiree. And uh, George. Keep shoulder. going. I'm, hey, whatever's hey. wrong on this boat is not this old hey. man. It could be. Bro. Keep it's going, not. Jordan. Listen, bro. No, all bro. I wanted to do was take pictures on a cruise, and here I am. Jordan, bro. Hey, let's chill a little bit. We're all in this shit together. All right. We don't know what we're going against. Well, it's dark. It's better to trust more people around us. Suddenly. From the floor above you, you hear something like uh, a mechanical clicking sound, and then a large crash. (laughs) Two loud, piercing screams, different timbres, that then stop. What the hell? So see, this guy isn't it. We gotta go take a look. How about no? Wait, what? No. Do you not hear those screams? I did, and we should not go towards them. We should go away from them. No, don't they need help? No, I'm with her. I we should go away from them. They're beyond help. What? I feel like you still think this is a vacation. Is that true? I mean, it's taken a bit of a turn for the worse, but like, I'm still having a decent time. What? You know that people are literally dying all around us, yeah? Like, just what? now, that, that was that was people dying. That wasn't people getting hurt. That wasn't an accident. Listen, I, I just need help. I need to find my wife. Wait, I need to. What Say anything wife? other than that. Please prove to me you exist. Well, I, I don't know how to prove to you that I... Would you like a cigar? Where'd you grow up? Um, They're Cubans. Where are you from? Prove to me that you actually have those. What did you say your name was, William? Yes. What's your dad's name? Well, he's, he's gone now, but... Yeah, but what was his name? Well, his name was Bill. Bill? What about your grandpa's name? Like... His name was Bill, too. <laughs> so does that make you... I went him the third, yes. <laughs> All right, I'm convinced that this guy isn't it, and yes, I do want a cigar. Okay. Well. And also, we're not going up there. That's probably the worst idea. That we could have right now. Okay, be nice to him. He's trying. He just doesn't quite grip what's happening yet. How? Don't ask me. You hear the pantry door creak open. Conversation stops, and you all look over to the slightly darkened dining hall, and you see two glowing yellow eyes. I'm looking for exits immediately. As you can see, the only exit from the pantry is either where the eyes are, into the kitchen, or into something called the hold access, which you can try. Kitchen. You go into the kitchen? Am I right? Like, I, at this point, I'm, I'm like, go, 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 go. Yeah. I say go into the kitchen. You follow? I'm with you. Yeah. 
Okay. Here's a cigar, by the way. Do you shut the door to the pantry on your way? Yeah, after everyone goes through, I'm like... Is there anything we can put in front of you? Oh, there's plenty of things in the kitchen you can barricade the doors with, if that's what you choose to do. Yeah. I don't think we Maybe. should waste the time. I think we should just yeah. try to I'm also it out. I'm going to take a quick look around for like a blunt force trauma instrument. There is a meat pounder yeah, I'll take in that. the kitchen. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. You wait a moment. You listen for any noises or growls or screams, and you hear nothing. So you gain a little confidence. Do you leave the kitchen? I think we should wait a second. Those with weapons. I can go take a quick look. I can go with them. Go ahead. Yeah. Does somebody want to come along? We have another weapon. Here, here. I'll, I can take one. Yeah, here. Here's, here's a knife. Okay. Why don't you look around too? Maybe if you find a weapon, we can just all four make a burst run for it. Okay. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to look around the kitchen. Or anything that could be weaponized. They're like cans or something you could throw. You should put like in one of, in his, one of his one of his flip flop socks. Use it as like a. Mm-hmm. Put a few put a few potatoes in there. A, like a pan. Yeah. Cast iron you could, skillet. You yeah. Could take a yeah. cast iron skillet. Sure. Yeah. Damn. Right, that's I won't make I you roll for those. Just like that. Sure. So I have I have the bread knife. So like the least I'll throw them. Choose the order in which you exit the kitchen. I'll go first. Meaty boy, mechanic boy. Old boy, uh, bread boy. girl. <laughs> not boy. <laughs> not boy. That'll work. Not the boy. Okay. <laughs> the ship has many holes, not boy. <laughs> In that order, you walk slowly, guarded, into the dark dining hall. Flashlight out. Every chair, every centerpiece making you jump a little, thinking that it's something. And you walk through the tables. Are you going for the stairs? Are you going for the ballroom? Are you trying to go up or down? Probably trying to get back to our rooms. Back to the cabins? That's what I would think. Down. Because didn't whatever made the sound came from up? It came from right outside the pantry door. Oh, the sound? Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it came from above. Yeah, it came from above. So Mm -hmm. let's go down. I'm going to have some reservations about this, but uh, let me explain to the group. Okay, so I saw my wife, but it wasn't my wife. And she was screaming at me. Now, I've been screamed at before, as, as I'm married for many years, but not like this. And she was down there in the cabins. So if we go and I run into her, I'm going to um, not have a good day. Okay. None of us are having a good day, William. How long has it been <laughs> since you've seen your wife? Um, well, ever since the boat went dark, I... What did you know. bring on the boat? What I bring? Yeah, like, give me the number of your supplier, dude. He's saying he doesn't. He doesn't think that you saw your wife. I mean, it sounds like like you had a bad trip, but at the end of every bad trip can be a good one. Oh no, I haven't done that since. Well, it's been a while. I say we go down. Okay. As you're discussing, and walking through the darkened dining tables. All of a sudden, something reaches out and grasps Jordan's ankle and sinks the nails into his skin. I'm breaking away. How? I, I kick my leg forward and I go run, 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 run. <laughs> the nails are in your leg though, right? It you has it with me? embedded blood. itself, but you can yank. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Okay. Full. 
I did. I rolled two ones and a six. So you run down the stairs into the cabin. Jordan now limping and leaking blood and in need of medical attention. Shit. Uh, hey, hey, can I have that knife back? Yes. Alright, I'm gonna take my shirt off uh, and I'm gonna cut the sleeve off. I have a belt in my room that you could just use too. You trying to make a tourniquet? I'm trying to make like a bandage or something. Bandage. I don't know how bad it is. But Belt's not necessary. Bandage yeah. is fine. Yeah, yeah. He's not bleeding that much. Yeah, so I'm gonna like use my uh, many years from middle school and high school of like cutting the seams off my shirts and use that experience and cut it off real quick, get it nice and perfectly symmetrical, mm-hmm. and then use the leftovers as bandages. Great. Okay, Jordan, you have been properly patched. And with that um, drama out of the way, we will end our first scene. I will darken a candle and we will begin to speak truths. These things are true. The world is dark. Remember, this is a way to give yourself supplies if you need them, to give yourself knowledge if you need it. I'm scared. I'm carrying around my suitcase. I know how to do stitches. I recognized one of the screams. The hold level of the ship is half flooded. I used to be a gymnast, so I am able to um, do things involving strength and flexibility that might be useful. I was an account executive before I was retired. We have a first aid kit. I can bench at least 400 pounds. And now that the nine truths have been spoken, together you take a breath and you say, We are alive. Perhaps the most important truth. So you find yourselves in the corridor of the lower deck, cabin rooms all around you, hauntingly silent. What would you like to do next? Jordan, are you fucking okay, man? I'm applying stitches to myself. Uh, I have bandages ready for you whenever you're... You're done. So I'm just sitting in the corner like, oh, (laughs) Though it is painful and seemingly bleeding a lot, the nails did not sink that deep. You are able to close the wounds with a couple of stitches. What happened? Something freaked me the fuck out. Something fucking grabbed me. I think we need to go and... You think we need to go? I think we need to go into some room and make a plan. Not stand out in the Okay, I, we, we got the map. I've been thinking about this. I think that if we were able to take the Grand Ballroom, we could probably make kind of like a safe haven for everybody. It's only got one entrance. But don't all of our rooms also have one entrance? Yeah, but they're small. We could fit supplies in there. We'd get everything we need. We could build a defense. And then from there, we could at least plan with maybe a larger group. But that's where they just, that's next to where they just were. Yeah, but if they're moving, they're probably not there anymore. Well, how would we know that, though? How do we know they're not just, like, waiting for us? Based on the past six days, I will say, you know that these things move because the screams you've heard from around the ship have been varied in distance and length and suffering. 
we have to figure out how these things got on the ship, too. I think once we know that, we'll have a better idea of how to get them off. I, I know one thing. I don't want to be in this hallway anymore. Well, what about this? Like, we don't really know where we're at, but, like, there's, like, there's, there's other boats. Like, there's lifeboats. Like, we could hop in a lifeboat and try. Just save ourselves. There are other people in the boat, though. Can't just leave them no, I'm not discounting um, that. Um, what about my wife? But shouldn't other people be able to get themselves to a boat too? No, I don't. What about children and older people? Shouldn't they be with parents or? Not the parents who died. Listen, I'm not trying to say like we every man for himself. I'm just listing out possible routes of exit here. Have you guys seen anybody else? I mean, really seen them? Not seen like weird screaming figures of them, but like actually saw them. Honestly, y'all are like the first people I've seen in a while. I haven't left my room in six days. As you say this, someone comes crashing down the stairs into the corridor where the cabins are, and they face you all, harried, disheveled, out of breath, and they say, Oh my god, I haven't seen anybody in days. Thank god, you guys have to come and help me, please. Whoa, 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 what? What's going on? So, I was up on like the main deck, right? Like, not the one that's like open air, but like the one right below that, and and we were just walking around, and then my friend, she stepped on something, and then she got shot with, I don't know what, but she, she stopped breathing. You have to help me, please. Uh, if she stopped she, breathing, I, I don't No, think, we can save her. I don't think me, we can. Me being the himbo, the good-natured himbo that I am, I'm just gonna, <laughs> stay right here. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see what's up. No, okay, go along. We're gonna go no, with Arthur, you. come with me. Uh, I'm coming with you. Come I at least on. got her into the dining hall, please. You said she stopped breathing, yeah? But she's still, she's alive. Wait. She's choking. Here, let's, let's, let's move. Where, where did this happen at? She will run back up the stairs. Do you follow her? Yeah. Yeah. Does okay. she run with, like, unnatural speed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is running with a natural speed. There is nothing unnatural about this person so far. Okay. Insight check. <laughs> so you come up the stairs and you see her bowed down over her friend who is grasping at her throat and out of it sticks what looks to be a poison dart. She's choking and she's gasping for breath and her friend is like, please, you, you, you guys have to do something. Do you have any kind of first aid? She's dying. I'm gonna whip out that first aid kit though. Here, here, let's, let's move. That might be a good step. We need to move. We need to move them into this, like, a place where we can just keep everyone out. Here. I think we don't move her until we get this taken care of. I don't want to do any more damage. Just just watch, right, just watch right. while I try to take care right. of this. I'm gonna turn around with flat, like my flashlight and my meat pounder. Okay. I take the dart out. Oh. You pull it out of her neck? Okay. Hmm. She's shocked. So you pull a dart out of her neck, and blood begins to gush from where it was, and the poison drips out and onto your fingers, and you feel your skin begin to burn. So not the greatest decision, <laughs> but at least it's out of her. Do you do anything about this? Um, I mean, I'll say ow, but... um. Right Otherwise now, I kind of want to see okay. if we can save Trist Chick. Yeah, I'm applying first aid. The woman who has been poisoned is now foaming at the mouth and convulsing. 
uh, digging through the first aid kit, I'm going to look for some sort of an, an, an anti-poison, like maybe uh, some, some alcohol swabs. Okay, um, you find alcohol swabs. I'm going to clean the wound. Okay. Uh, and I will, uh, just from vague assumption, begin sucking the poison out of her neck. Okay. And spitting it onto the floor. As you do this, your tongue begins to sizzle. Yeah, that's all right. I kind of figure that's going to happen after mm-hmm. watching it happen to you. Also, I'm going to watch the girl we came here with. Keep an eye on her. Okay. She is just distressed, okay. simply worried about her friend. Um, as you do this, the woman seems to stabilize, but she does not come back into consciousness. Instead, she falls unconscious, but she stops convulsing and her mouth stops foaming. Can I check for a pulse? It's faint, but it's there. Um, bring her into the bottom I'm gonna I'm gonna break a smelling salt, because that's the next thing I think to do, and just put it under her nose. She does not wake up. All right. Well. Let's go into the ballroom, like you said. Yeah, you you want to help me here, bud? Oh yeah yeah. I'll just like. I'll hold your knee, pounder. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I like put my phone down into my into my speedo. Mm-hmm. And, Pick her up real easy, like right over my shoulder. <laughs> Is there any way I can help? I think I got it. You don't want to touch that phone anymore. <laughs> uh, I actually think we might want to take her to the medical chamber. Oh shit, there's a medical chamber? Yeah. It is up a floor, and you know that this is where the screaming was coming from previously. But you can venture it. I think she yeah, needs help. That's not a bad idea. She needs help. Well, and like in case anyone else gets hurt, we could probably find some stuff up there. Yeah, and uh, I assume there's security on this because there's security on all. If we can find where the security room is, we might be able to get weapons and then eventually go see who the fuck shot this dart. Yeah. You can also see cameras if there's a security room. I don't know if we have enough power for that, but we could try. Where's the shot? Okay. You go upstairs, mm-hmm. dragging her along with you. The well, friend following. Over my shoulder. Still breathing hard and checking her friend's pulse every few seconds. You reach the main deck, and the friend shoots out an arm to stop all of you. And she points at something indented into the floor. And she says, that, that's what she stepped on. I'm gonna immediately start looking at the surrounding rooms. I'm gonna shine a flashlight on it. Okay. All you see is a tile that has sunken. What you see is endless tile on this main deck, what's called the sun deck. Behind you, a hallway that leads to, you don't know. And in front of you, the hallway that you know at least is the medical chamber because they went over that when you first boarded the cruise for your fun vacation. I think someone's holding up in the medical chamber. I think that this is to keep whatever it is killing people away from them. Who would put booby traps on a ship? People are dying. Can't wait to land. I feel like you guys keep forgetting this. I take my meat pounder and we're just kind of like toss it like towards towards the tile. Mm-hmm. Well, on the tile, right? Well, that one's already sunk, so I'm gonna toss it to like the one right next to it or mm-hmm. something. You toss it to the next tile and it hits regular floor. Regular floor. So you can at least move forward to there. So you continue to do this, making slow progress, tossing the meat pounder, seeing what floor is safe. 
at one point you toss the meat pounder, the floor depresses, and you hear a <laughs> out of the wall. Um, William, I would like you to make a roll, please. We'll play somewhere in there. I see a six of eight. There are no sixes. William, as you are standing, you suddenly feel a very sharp pain shoot through your back. It has landed somewhere right around the middle of your spine, and the poison has begun to sink into your bloodstream. Oh, something hit me in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the end of the scene? We can wrap it up, but then it will be the end of the scene. I think you still have some things to do. Uh, I'm lowering him gently to the ground because I'm about to attempt the same thing I did with the last girl. Okay. Yeah, before he does that, I'm going to take the the thing out of his back. Mm-hmm. Same thing, it, st- it stings. Mm-hmm. Begins to sizzle the skin. I go, fucking ow, and toss it. Mm-hmm. You are about 10 feet now from the hallway where you know the medic chambers rest. If you would like to attempt to at least get there. I think we should drag him with us. Remember, oh. you are still... Fuck it, we drag him. Holding please, please, it hurts, the it hurts. Figure of the woman that you held. Do the best we can, William. Yeah, yeah. The girl that you have found, whose friend you are currently fireman carrying, is now sobbing, worried that not only is her friend going to die, but this old man is going to die in front of her. Yeah, let's. We need to get into the medical chamber. Yep. All right, let's go. Okay, you successfully drag both him and your new compatriots into the medical chamber. It is empty, it is undisturbed. You are able to shut the door and find a moment of respite. We will end the scene there. These things are true. The world is dark. I have my backpack. I am overweight. There's a Marine hiding in the cupboard. Kung Fu. You can hear faint crying coming from what is labeled as the shipwright's quarters. I don't trust the girl that found us. And so there, whatever there are uh, boardproof vests on her. For a moment, we don't hear the mechanic sounds. Of the ship? No, of, of the, the ones that we hear before the screams. Hmm. Okay. For a moment, there is silence. And together you say, We We are are alive. At least for now. You find yourselves a little more distressed than you were before, a little more tired, a little more hungry, in the medical chambers. You lay down the woman that you had rescued. She is still unconscious and her pulse is even more faint. All of a sudden, a door crashes open. Metal slaps metal. And a large Marine comes thundering into the room, armed with a pistol, and points it at all of you respectively and says, what the hell are you doing in here? Our friends are hurt. 
Uh, we're, we're trying to help them. Well, this is my territory. I claimed it. Were you the ones who, who poisoned the people? Because they're dying from the poison. Poison? Do I look like I poison people, man? You're pointing a gun at us. Yeah, you look like you poison people. Yeah, listen. I'm pointing the gun because I'm trained to handle guns. I don't poison Are people. Are you trained to handle poison? Because he's dying. <laughs> well, since you jackasses decided to come into the room that I've claimed, maybe you can help me, not the ones that are dying, obviously. I'm not helping shit until we fix the ones who are dying. What are you going to do for them, man? I don't know. Help We're in them? the medical bay. I'll figure it out. Okay, you can try. Is there like an IV or something? We can't just <laughs> can't just perform a blood transfusion here. No, but you can give him fluids. Hey, you hefty boy, you want to come help me? So yeah. All right. Don't help him. What? We need to help William first. Oh shit! Yeah, I gotta help William first. Do what you can, hey, man. What do you need help? I'm looking with? for some do sort you know, of a pump. It doesn't matter what he needs help with. A pump? Yeah. So that I don't have to suck it out with my mouth. Sure. Um, you can find. Something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna use that to try to get the poison out of his bag. Okay. Yeah, it's a baster. You get a fair amount, but he's still suffering. Ouch. You're gonna, you're gonna suffer. Do we have another alcohol, uh, like, swab? Or, like... There are some more alcohol swabs, especially in the cabinets. I'm looking through, I, I'm looking through the cabinets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find, like, a, uh, a numbing agent of some sort. That's so, pretty easy to find. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna shoot that shit straight into this man's back. Okay. Yeah, and I'm looking for, like, like, Fluids, plasma, mm -hmm. like some that I can. You do not find any blood or plasma on this. Or what this about ship. just like general IV fluids? Maybe a bag or two. Okay. But you would not know how to administer it. Jordan, catch! Um. Uh. <laughs> Careful now, I will break that bag. I know. <laughs> why did you... Do you even know what this is? Uh, it's the shit they put in people. Yeah, uh, why? Why do they put the shit in people? Tell me. Because uh, they're sick or something. I don't fucking know. God, this isn't gonna, so dumb. This isn't gonna Here, help. Marine man, what do you need help with? So, the captain's quarters are literally right outside. I'm just trying to break down the door and see what that bitch has got. Have you tried why picking the lock? You? you don't want to help us. Picking the lock? Yeah, I'm a mechanic. Uh, I mean, I guess the lock looks pretty complicated. Trust me. And you me. should help me because I'm one of the last people alive on this ship. See, we thought that too, but we've already run into two others, so I feel like that just might not even be true at this point. And you're being an ass. <laughs> and Please you're being an ass. stop fighting, it hurts. Well, here, let me, let no, me see you're numb, remember? Do. I just you. You're fine. All right, Addiction so you work. and the Marine <laughs> yeah. will take a medical cabinet from the room. You back up to the end of the hallway... And then both of you, using the full might of your strength, run and slam it into the door of the captain's office. I would like you to roll. Shit, fuck. All right. Shit, fuck. Do I get all the dice back? You sure do. Hell yeah. Is it always 10 dice, or do I get as many dice as there are candles? You get as many dice as there are candles. That's what I thought. So we've lost those forever. That doesn't count. Nope. That's one, one six. six. Okay. That's and I two, see two sixes. sixes. The door crashes open immediately and the top hinge pops off. The medical cabinet that you use falls to the ground and things scatter. And you look around. It is a basic captain's office. But you see a string of keys hanging on the wall. Let's wipe it real 
back. Okay. The Marine does not notice this. He is instead focused on a small safe that is tucked back behind the captain's desk. Hey, what'd you find over there? I don't know. It looks like a little safe, but there's no way we're going to crack this thing. Is it, is there like, like, is it a turny, turny knob safe? Yeah, it's the turny knob thing. All right. Is there like any keyholes or anything like that? He'll try to lift it to examine it more closely, but it is heavy enough that even this Marine cannot tip it on its side. Can I can I try now to get that open? Get what open? The safe. Okay. Yeah, you can try. Okay, I'm gonna run back to the medical bay and I'm gonna find some of those like ear things. Stethoscope. That's the one. <laughs> um, and I'm going to attempt to think of it in terms of how like uh, a motor works mm -hmm. and the little like sounds and crevices of the clickings mm -hmm. uh, meaning the activation of tumblers okay. and using that knowledge I'm going to attempt to listen and crack the code. As he is doing that you continue to survey the room. Yeah, if I'm gonna look through like any drawers or... Mm -hmm. You find basic scattered papers but something of note you find a small colored piece of paper which is a key for the keys. So you now know what they open. Oh, shit. What do they open? You see at least one thing of note, which is that inside of the captain's quarters, mm -hmm. down at the bottom of the main deck, he has a lockbox. Perhaps oh, something worth yeah. examining. Jordan, I would like you to roll to see if you can open the safe. Da -na 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 -na. Can you shine that thing? Da -na 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 -na. I got two, three sixes and two ones. Wow. The fuck is this bullshit? I can't get one. <laughs> um, I will take those other two. Thank you. All right, three sixes. You very successfully crack open this safe, and inside of it you find the captain's wallet. Pocket. Cell phone. Pocket. <laughs> um... Another box of Cuban cigars. Believe it. <laughs> and you find a small book that is in a language that you do not know. Pocket! <laughs> do, with my limited brain capacity, do I figure if that uh, was the captain's lockbox? This safe is not labeled on the key list because uh, it is not opened with a key so you can assume that it is something else gotcha okay and we're in the captain's quarters right now you are currently in the captain's office up oh, at the shit. tip of the main deck now at the bottom of the main deck is his quarters okay where he sleeps and um, recreates but this is his office where he works gotcha mm -hmm. I will note that you still do hear Quiet crying from behind the shipwright's quarters door. And has anyone checked on our poison friends in a bit? I've been keeping an eye on the people in the medical bay while also keeping an eye on the marine because I don't trust him. That's Everyone fair. Everyone seems fine considering that they've been poisoned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, William has, like, the numbing stuff has been kind of seeping in more. Mm -hmm. And the other girl is still unconscious. 
with her friend kind of just watching over her. Mm -hmm. Okay. You all reconvene into the med bay and the friend reaches down once more to check her friend's pulse and then she begins to scream. Oh God, you guys, please. I, I don't think she's, I don't think she's breathing or I don't think her heart is beating. Please do something. Defibrillator. Okay. If they have them in middle schools, they gotta have them on a cruise, yeah, yeah, right? Hey, hmm. I, was a, I was a lifeguard once. I know how those things work. Okay, you can try Toss to- Toss it. Toss it to the himbo. Her. Yeah. So I do the whole shit, like, and I make sure, like, I, before, before I, like, have to, like, take, like, all of her, like, clothes, like, shirt and stuff off to get, I, I ask the unconscious body for consent. Sure. Uh, Very good. You go through the motions. Yeah. Rigor mortis says yes. And then I... Clear. Her body convulses. Is it a modern one or an old one? Older. Fuck. Uh, so I have to charge it again. Clear. Convulses. Pulse? She's not moving. No pulse. Try it again. Usually this doesn't work after the third time, but do okay. C- CPR, CPR, then due date. What? <laughs> Convulse. <laughs> you see a, a stream of blood begin to leak from her mouth, and then two small streams leak from her eyes, and then streams start coming from her ears. She is gone. The hit, her friend, one, hit her one more time. The friend falls to her knees and cries quietly. You can hit her again if you want to, but you're hitting a dead body. Clear. <laughs> a week. Oh god, this is gonna happen to me. We got to you a lot sooner than we did. I I don't know, I don't wanna end up like that. Can you walk? Uh, Yes, I think so. William, you do find it hard to stand, it is taxing, but you can walk. Yeah, you'll be fine. It kinda hurts a little bit, but. We can drug you out more. The Marine has searched through the office as much as he likes. He comes back into the med room and he says, Listen, I think you guys have scoured this place for as much as you need, so why don't you get the hell out of here? You could come with us. No. Nope. Bit of a lone wolf. Thanks for the offer, though. Wow, you're a dumbass. Thanks, man. Just thought you'd be trained better than this. Let's get the fuck out of here. If he wants to die alone, we should let him. It's one less person I have to hold on my conscience. Already got this one. Okay, you leave the med bay? Is the girl coming with us? She stays sobbing on her knees when you attempt to lift her from the ground. She jerks away and she says, No! I'm not leaving her! It's not worth it. Let's go. Okay. You leave the med bay. You once again go... Should probably check on that crying, though, while we're here. Yeah, I'm just gonna, like, sit outside the door and open it. Hey! Do you still have the defibrillator? Because I definitely would have suggested you take that. I can go grab it. Could be a good weapon. Yeah, I'll go grab it. You can put it in my backpack. You've grabbed it. You've stored it in your backpack. Yeah. When you made a sound at the door to the shipwright, the crying stops. 
I'm gonna try the knob. So, y'all good in there? It's locked, but it feels wobbly. Okay, if, if you're good, just, you know, like, shoot me a quick A. Nothing. Are there screws on this doorknob? Screws on the doorknob? Yeah, like, why is it wobbly? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just loose. Can I whip out my, my knife and... Yeah, you, you whip out your knife and it's, it's pretty easy to pop the door open. Why is your knife covered in oil? <laughs> that was a real wet door opening. <laughs> I used to use it to open oil cans. <laughs> the door creaks open onto a pitch black room. Oh, I don't want to open the door. If I can get the doorknob off, I'm looking inside, shining my little pocket flashlight. I see. I'm not trying to get the fuck in there. That's ballsy. Sure. I ain't sure. in that. Okay, so you pop off the doorknob and you look inside. It's too dark to see anything. Even with my little like keychain flashlight that I shine through the door? Doesn't help. All right, well... Does anyone have anything bigger? I have my phone flashlight. I, I have this, uh, well, I have a camera. It has a flash on it. Would you no, like to try right, that? Can you take a picture, like, through the keyhole or something? It's too small for a camera. It's, uh, you well, have the hole of the doorknob. Yeah. He's pried off the doorknob. It's a pretty big lens. Well, He's all pro- probably blocked by the All of a sudden, the crying picks up again, louder and closer. <laughs> Seemingly right behind the door. Hey, Himbo, you want to look inside this door now real quick? Tell me if you can see who's crying. Uh, yeah, I could check it out. Yeah, you should check that out. Okay. Uh, Is there, like, an opening under the door? A small one. A small one. Here, someone put their, like, their phone camera or something, like, their, uh... I'll shine my flashlight. Yeah, don't waste, don't waste your guys' I stole the captain's. Okay, that's your Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, just shine that, like, at the door, at the bottom of the door, see if you can get any light in there. Okay. I'll stick the flashlight in the bottom of the door. I'll take a good look in there, but I'll do it, like, distance away. Mm-hmm. Like, my hands, like, forming a ring around it, so that way it's not right up against it. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit of distance. You can tell that... Whatever the sound is coming from is pressed right up against the door, so looking for the doorknob isn't going to help. Oh, shit. But there is an opening at the bottom of the door. Oh, hey, can I can I see the captain of the camera? Does, the phone? Yeah, yeah. Guys, the phone out. Turn on the, uh, uh, the flash. Mm-hmm. And does it fit underneath the bottom of the door? Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and do that real quick and take a picture and bring it right back. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Listen, I know where my best angles are. I know how to do this. Everybody knows the best angles are from below. You pull the phone out, and you pull up the picture, and you all gather around to look at it, and at first you do not comprehend what you are looking at. It seems to be two thin, muscled legs that end in cloven hooves. Nope. Let's go. Nope. Let's, let's just, let's go. Glad I took the doorknob off, because uh, now they okay. can't get out either. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's go. Okay, where would yeah. you like to go? Uh, hey, 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 bros. Um, so, look what I swipe from under that marine. I pull out the keys. Jingle, 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 jingle. Let's go to the captain, or the captain's room. 
But yeah, here I got. But that's all the way down the basement. That's all the long. No, it's on the basement. No, it's It's right across the sun deck. That's the captain's quarters. And I know the sun deck real well. I spent a lot of time here. Before before we do that, I'm just gonna because I stole I stole the captain's wallet. Right. And his cell phone. Uh, so I'm going to go through his wallet real quick. <laughs> Can you do that while we're walking? Yeah. Well. You have to go back time. across the trick tiles. So it will be a slow journey. Can we not just take the same, like, follow our footsteps? You can, but it'll still be cautious. Mm-hmm. So you follow that same path that you know is safe. You looking through the captain's wallet. And you reach the hallway on the other side of the room safely. Do you find anything in the wallet that you would like to pocket? Uh, I find his security badge. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's helpful. And about $50. <laughs> okay. Helpful. And sure. a picture of his wife. That's so sad. The door to the hallway is unlocked, but the captain's quarters are locked, so you will have to search through the key of keys to find the key. I, I go individually with each one, like, pull up, look at the color code. Mm-hmm. Ah, shit. Pull up the next one, color code. Ah, oh, damn it. Look. As you're doing this, from the quarter deck, which is simply the front of the ship, and the back of the ship, the rest opens onto the sun deck. From the tip of the ship, you hear the colossal sound of a lot of glass shattering all at once. Well, fucking found it, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's where we left that marine. No, he's still in the med bay. Wait, where did did the sound come from? You heard it from what I have taken off the label of arena and have written radio room. Oh, from above us? Or perhaps I didn't do it. Yeah, I did it on the Yeah. 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 So it is above you and in front of you. But it is loud enough that you know what has happened. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I found the key. You found the key. You find the key, you throw open the captain's quarters, and you see the captain lying in his bed throat slashed open, innards splayed out onto his bed, the room practically entirely crimson from the blood that has come from the captain. And you see what you came to find, which is his lockbox lying on the desk, coated in a thick layer of his blood. I'm gonna put his wallet on his chest. Yeah, I'm gonna take like a good look around the room first and make sure that there's like nothing else here like right. under the bed it's like i have some water in my backpack that i'm gonna try to wash off the lockbox with okay at least a little you don't find anything else of note in here besides the lockbox okay. and his dead body is there anything on him on his body that might be important uh, like does he have like a flare gun or like uh in the desk that he keeps in his quarters, you will find one flare gun. Okay. I'm gonna jack that. Okay. And then I'm gonna move to the lockbox and find the key, pop it open, open it slowly. Inside, you find only one thing. It is a loaded gun. Yeah, who here knows how to shoot? I, 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 I mean, I've, 
I've dappled in it before. I... You're currently like, like you're currently dealing with a bit of a bit of a problem there. William, you find that your pain has subsided into something almost euphoric. You feel your head is light and your fingers are tingly and you don't feel so much in pain anymore. I can shoot. You know how to, Jordan. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on a farm when I was a kid. It's kind of all we had to do. Alright, well, that's the case here. I trust you. (laughs) Jordan proceeds to shoot himself. As you are standing in the captain's quarters, something bursts forth from storage and attempts to slam into the quarters and get in. Barricade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. We're picking up the bed. Is this door a push or a pull? It's a push from the outside. Okay, yeah, we're gonna like himbo. Yeah, gotta take the, the dead situation. Take the captain's dead body off of it. If we have time, if we don't, then you really don't. Then we're not. We'll just flop then it. Yeah, then it's just it's gonna be part of the barrier. Okay. Yeah. Um, Viola, you haven't rolled yet. I'll go ahead and have you roll for this. Yeah, they can help out. This is if we successfully barricade the door. Yep. Nice <laughs> and he's, hey, there's a six. There's a six. That ain't bad. That's not bad. Hey, that ain't bad. Okay, so you successfully barricade the door as this thing pounds. Pounds and pounds to get in, and it begins scratching. You know very well that it has long nails and scratches at the door, and you can hear almost growling wishing to get in, to get into you. Is there any other way we can get out? Like, are there ceiling tiles we can move? We're looking for vents, baby. Yeah. Is there a window? You can begin to look, but this is where I'm going to end this scene. You are trapped in the captain's quarters. These things are true. The world is dark. I stole something from the med bay. Wing has been injected with morphine. And not lidocaine. There's a trap door under the bed. I can hold my breath for a long time. You have not ventured yet into the ballroom, but you have heard muffled voices from inside. I'm not sure we can go much further with the door. The ship is dead in the water in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And together you say, we, we are, are alive. alive. So, as you find yourselves in the captain's quarters, quarters. The, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the door being banged on, scratched on, you notice since you have moved the bed that there is a trap door. Would you like to take it? Uh, to take the trap door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Okay. Sure, I, I can squeeze down into anything. Elderly and women first. You throw open the trap door, who's going first? Okay. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, we need all them dice, baby. 
Well, well, so sorry. I would have put out a candle. <laughs> so now would have put out a candle. Damn. There you go. There you go. Ice on light. Is that enough dice? Should be seven, yes. Fuck. No, wait, no, fuck. Guys, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any ones? Ones? That's a nine. Yeah. There's no nines on this. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Nick. Got him. <laughs> Fantastic. Hell yeah. What a meme. Okay. So the trap door leads you down into the kitchen, and you go crashing onto a table, and things go flying, but you are bruised but unhurt. Who goes next? Let's go. Fuck, dude. Can I wait? Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. Yes. I see a six. Two six. six. Two six. Okay. <laughs> okay, though you are poisoned. You, the morphine flows freely through your veins, you are feeling good, and you land on the table and just hop right off. And you are good to go. Who goes next? I go? Sure. I go now. You're missing one. Six, six, no ones. Okay. Two sixes. You land on the table on your feet, and you're able to step down safely. Stitches holding up. That's good. Catch me. Two sixes will make really your stitches. Just like throwing myself down. That would make your stitches pop. You were the first person to go. You didn't even know how far the drop was. Yeah, that's true. That's Somebody true. catch me. He's so big. Ah. There, there is a six. I don't know what this one was. Drop. Oh, it's a six on the ground. Two sixes. Yeah. Okay, you, because of your weight, as you <laughs> come down through the ceiling, the table buckles beneath you, but you are unhurt. Maybe just a little embarrassed. It's all muscle. I think about it for a shake it off, and I think about, like, no, nah, it's fucking WWE shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hell yeah. You are all now back in the kitchen. What would you like to do now? Run. <laughs> we should try to go to the ballroom. No, we no, we need to try and get power back to the ship. That's what we need to do. Whatever you do, you know you need to do it quickly. Why did nobody think of taking the lifeboats on the sun deck? I don't fucking know, because I was stressed. <laughs> uh, I would say in the six days that the ship was being savaged, all the lifeboats are gone. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> lifeboats, that makes sense. It's probably why we can't find anybody. They're death boats. Now. Anybody who was anybody got off the boat. Yeah, I had that realization just six days later. You were too busy. You were too busy looking for your wife. You didn't leave your room, so you didn't get a chance to get in. I was too busy convincing, trying to convince him to get on a goddamn boat. By the time I finally did, they were all gone. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. None of us made it onto a boat. I like to imagine we got up there, saw there were no lifeboats. Ah oh, shit! We should have taken a lifeboat. And I almost pushed him overboard. <laughs> But I didn't. Okay, do you step out into the dining hall? Uh, 
Yeah, we need. I, I think we need to go to the generator. If we can get power back to the ship, then we have light. Where is the generator? Yeah, that's down... I believe I labeled it in the hold. Yeah, it's down in the hold. Whatever the fuck that means. That's that's really lock, lock up the pirates. Oh, uh, yeah, the bottom. Like or is that the brig? Oh, it's the big room in the middle of the bottom. That's right. Mm. The one that's currently taking on water. It oh, is okay. the, in the equipment storage room. Oh, okay. So although the main room is half flooded, the equipment storage room will be all flooded. Can I mark this map? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is passenger storage. You're right. You happen to be able to hold their breath for a really long time. You know that truth is already established, right? Yeah, I'm asking in character. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> when I was a lifeguard, we used to have competitions. How long do you last? Uh, depends. What are you asking about? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I don't know. What's uh, I think I could last for like, I don't know, what's the fucking warp record? Was it like, I'm going to say you can hold your breath for like three minutes. Three minutes? I can hold it for like three fucking minutes, bro. It's pretty impressive. Thanks. Hmm. Appreciate it. Uh, anyways, it's in the equipment room. Equipment storage. Equipment storage? Okay. I think I can get down there. I think I can swim to it. Uh, and then like... I know that when I ever had like any computer problems, I just like give it a little slap and start working again. I mean, I like to think this is just like a big computer, right? I'm gonna have to do it, aren't I? You might have to go with them. I can go with them. I'm small. I can fit through tiny spaces. I'm a mechanic. I'm a gymnast. You don't see me complaining about. It's a. It's a generator? <laughs> so I don't know if generator is. It's gonna be helpful. Well, here, why don't you tell me how a generator works and I can go down there? It took me 12 <laughs> years of, uh, of field study and of trade school. Dude, I got like a, I got like a 33 on my ACT. Like, I think I'm good. As you're having this inane argument, you hear from the top floor of the ship. Another large crashing, but this time it's not glass shattering, but instead something caving in. And right above you, where the captain's quarters, the first mate's quarters, and storage used to be, now becomes a crater of melted and twisted steel and fabrics and whatever was left in the captain's quarters. And you see from above you, through the ceiling, the same almost sizzling poison dripping from above. Yeah, let's, let's, we need to go. I'm going to just take off. Start Down going towards on. the stairs? Or downstairs, yeah. Okay. Okay, you are back on the lower deck now? Yeah. All of you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, I was dragging behind, but I'll get there. Okay. As you reach the lower deck, you begin to go towards the next set of stairs that leads to the hold. But Viola, you take one wrong step and the floor, like a trapdoor, opens on a hinge and dumps you down into what is labeled as the crew quarters. And the door shuts swiftly behind her. You open your eyes and you attempt to sit up now 
badly bruised and battered. And as you look around the dark room, you see many, many figures, piles of what look to be the ship's workers. And they have all been fed upon in various ways. Either their blood was drained or their appendages were eaten. It seems almost as if they were having fun with it. Well, um, through the pile of bodies, you can see that there is only one door to the crew's quarters, and it is in front of you. Can I not get back up from the little trap door I fell through? No. It is too tall. What if I jumped really high? (laughs) Well, I was a gymnast. You can roll for it. Hmm. (laughs) That could kill you, but you could do it. If you want to take the risk, go ahead. Otherwise, you're climbing through a pile of bodies. It's your choice. Let's climb through. Okay. Um, I'm just climbing through. (laughs) All right, you begin to schlep. There is no better word for it. Your way (laughs) through this pile of bodies, every once in a while stepping on something that gives someone's arm broken, someone's chest caved in, and your hands become... Stepping on a rotting pumpkin. Stop. Your hands become wet with gore. I hate it. And as you reach the door, you see that it is open, and through it you see two glowing eyes. Hello again. It is I, Alex, from Internet's Entertain This. And that concludes part one of our Halloween special. Unfortunately, due to time constraints, we had to split this episode into two parts. So we'll be releasing the first one here on Halloween Eve and releasing the final part tomorrow on actual Halloween. So stay tuned. I hope we didn't scare you guys too bad. Sweet dreams.